hearts as here. It's a joy to be with you again on this Sunday morning. It's, uh, it's, we're so pleased that you guys have tuned in again. We love you, we appreciate you. Continue to talk to one another, continue to reach out to one another. In this time, as we, as we continue to plough on and plough forward, we know that good things are coming. But keep strong, keep the faith. We're here for you if you need anything. Um, it's my joy today to actually um, carry on Colossians this morning. And Colossians is a book that is, as a season in my life where actually I was, just, I was just devouring it every single day. And for me, I, I find that the Holy Spirit takes me through certain books with certain seasons of my life. And this one season of my life, the Colossians was just everything I needed for this time. So I'd be riding to work, I'd be in the gym, I'd be doing whatever. And I'd have Colossians just on the peak through my ears because Colossians is such a rich, like all of the Bible, but Colossians for me in this season and in this time that we get to unpack it together was such a deep, meaningful book and it's so full of just spiritual insight for us as believers because we know it's a huge part of our Christian world, but we know it's not against flesh and blood that we have this fight. Our fight is not against flesh and blood, but it's actually talking about things in the unseen realms and Colossians unpacks a lot of that. It unpacks a lot of it at the moment. No, so Colossians is a book that I love and I, I find so helpful. I can read it time and time again. I just find so many new snippets and things there. So it's really exciting we get to go through this book as well as all the amazing books. And Amy did a great job last week unpacking that and delivering it together. Um, and so, and in this season of my life, I recognise that I recognise I got I got a bit lazy in my life, especially as a as a father, as a toddler. And I used to get up in the morning and I was a bit like a zombie. And I used to just, you know, just sit there with my heart, eyes half open, feeding Ezekiel. And actually, I realised I needed to start changing my, my process of the morning. So the season of my life I was in, I started going through Proverbs. And so every morning, I'd, I'd sort Ezekiel out and I'd open the book of Proverbs and I'd read a chapter of Proverbs today. And actually, we're going to unpack a bit of Proverbs here this morning. And again, an amazing book, such a richness of truth that we can apply to our lives daily, which has been helping me through this season. And I don't know about you, if you've had any habits or things you've started during lockdown, but I've, I've tried skipping, I've tried running, I've tried reading more often, but the one thing that's sticking to me is, is, is reading early, and it's actually helping my day a lot. So I'd encourage you to create, keep, continue to create new habits and things like that, because it's good to, to test ourselves and to break out the ordinary sometimes. So what we're going to do, we're actually, I'm just going to read very quickly, I think that Amy touched upon last week in Colossians 1, where it says this, we continually ask God to fill you with the knowledge of his will through all the wisdom and understanding that the Spirit gives, so that you may have a life of, you may live the life worthy of the Lord and please him in every way, bearing fruit in every good work, growing in the knowledge of God. Okay, so right here, the Bible is talking about, Colossians 1 is talking about us growing in knowledge of God and understanding the ways of God and the will of God. So it says you'll be that God would fill you with the knowledge of his will, not through works, not through your own do's or your behaviours, it's through the Spirit who gives understanding and wisdom. And that word growing there is that we're called to grow in knowledge and wisdom of God. And Romans 12 talks about laying our lives down as living sacrifices, being transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will know the will of God, his good and pleasing will that we are to know because children know their parents' will. And you and I are called today by the Spirit to grow in knowledge and understanding of the will of God. And we know that we pour our lives out on the altar because God pours his life out for us on the cross. He gave his all. He bankrupted heaven 
for us to walk in freedom from sin, freedom from shame, to live life and life abundantly. He gave it all for us, therefore we must give all to him, and it's a joy to do so. I used to love going to Church of England churches because you have an altar there. And when I was a young, charismatic, excited young man, I'd be like, as an altar, I'm gonna align it as symbolism of my life to Jesus because nobody was around, by the way. I wouldn't do it in front of people. But I wanna lay my life down on the cross, on, on the altar for Jesus. And that's one thing I want to imitate in my life. I love the, the story of Mary pouring out the, the oil over Jesus' feet. She did it without a limit. She didn't give him a percentage and just dab it over his feet. She poured it all out over his feet. And let, may our worship be without a limit. May our lives be poured out without a limit. Because the most valuable thing we could ever offer ourselves. It's not money. It's not time. It's our lives that we can put off, offer on the altar for God. And then we will grow in knowledge of the will of God as we're transformed by the renewing of our minds and it's imitating God's nature as we lay our all down before him and as we go into Colossians 2 today I want to just remember these words knowledge and understanding and wisdom and these three things kind of intertwine with each other it's something we are all called to grow in in maturity as sons and daughters of God but let's read from Colossians 2 I'm going to read from the Passion Translation and it says this I wish you could know how much I have struggled for you and for the church of Laodicea and for the many other friends I have yet to meet I'm contending for you that your heart will be wrapped in the comfort of heaven and woven together in love's fabric. This will give you access to all the riches of God as you experience the revelation of God's great mystery, Christ. For our spiritual wealth is in him, like hidden treasure waiting to be discovered, heaven's wisdom and endless riches of revelation, knowledge. All those things that that verse just describes are found in one person in one place, in Jesus Christ. We know Jesus was there at the beginning of time, and he is, he is there at the end of time. He is the lamb upon the throne that was slain. And we know he is going to be coming again on the clouds. He is returning again. And we know that he is, he is knitted into all of scripture from the beginning to the end. Jesus is there. Jesus is there being, being brought up, and he's, he's seen throughout it all. And therefore, what it's talking about through Christ, through the mystery that was revealed, that is Jesus, we have access to the riches of heaven, the revelation knowledge, and the understanding that is accessible for you and for me in this place today. There's storehouses in heaven that are, are overflowing with things that you and I can access through the person of Jesus, through Jesus. And I'm telling you that God wants you and I to access them. It's such a shame when we just settle for crumbs, when there's a table that is laid for us to come and eat at. And of course, this side of eternity, we will never fully grasp all the knowledge and understanding of why things happen, why things don't happen. But that does not mean we can give up pursuing knowledge and understanding and wisdom and pursuing these things and asking our Father why these things happen, why these things don't happen, because that is what we're called to live under. I remember a time in my life, a number of years ago, I was just so aware of my lack of wisdom. I was so aware of my lack of wisdom. And I remember thinking, I need wisdom. I'd read about wisdom, and I'd just be like, I need this thing, I need this thing, because I saw the, I saw the gold that came with wisdom. And so I just remember thinking, I'm gonna go after this thing. I'm gonna, I really need it, and I'm desperate for it. I need it now, I'm quite an impulsive guy. So I was like, Lord, I need wisdom now. I need like this just, overwhelming just one time encounter where I'm just full of wisdom in one moment so I was like I know what I'll do I'll fast so I start fasting I'm like maybe if I can just you know if I can just knock on heaven's door loud enough if I can shout loud enough if I can do this and fast and show how serious I maybe I will get wisdom so I start this fast with the intention to go however long it takes until I become this 
this rabbi of a man with long locks and a good beard and a good robe. But I get about halfway into the day and I'm, I think I'm just clearing up some things at the church I was in at the time. And I, and I sense the Holy Spirit speak to me and he says, Nathan, what are you doing? And I, and I think, oh, I'm fasting for wisdom. So I, I need wisdom so bad. And he says, well, do, do you not know I love to give wisdom generously? And it took me to James 1.5. And I remember being highlighted at James 1.5 that says this, if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God who gives generously to all without reproach and it will be given. And it will be given to him. And for me, I was lacking in nature of the, under, of the understanding of the nature of God, of the will of God, because I thought that I had to work so hard, I had to have a religious mindset for God to want to pour out wisdom over me, when actually, the reality is God will generously, like so many other things, He generously poured out His life, He wants to generously enable us, resource us with wisdom, with understanding as believers. And it's something that we're called to, we're to walk under and to receive by faith. It's by faith we receive these things. It's right by faith that we enter into the Holy Ghost. It's by faith that we, everything we do is rooted in by faith. If you want to know that by faith symbolism, go into Romans and um, Hebrews 11. It talks about by faith, by faith, by faith, by faith of Abraham, Enoch, all these major guys. But it's talking about by faith continually. And if you read in Proverbs 8, it's one of my favourite Proverbs because it talks about wisdom crying out to be found. It talks about wisdom saying, Simpleton's finally here I am. And it raises, raises her voice to be found and to be accessed and to be used by the people of God, the children of God. Because she's, she's just seeing people that aren't finding her and using her. And, and then Hosea 4 verse, verse 8 tells us that people perish for lack of knowledge. And we're, we're going to unpack that a bit later, but it talks about, in Proverbs 8, it talks about how wisdom is there from the very beginning of time. It's there when creation is being formed from the very mouth of God. It talks about wisdom being there when the borders were set in place. And that is a lesson for you and I. If we've got creative people out there, you and I are called to be creative, whether it's in, in art, whether it's in music, whether it's in poetry. We are all creative people because we are sons and daughters of God. Whether you're in business, we are called to be creative. We are called to have a, a heart of God in any way, shape or form. Because we're, and, and with that, we are called to have wisdom in the root of it. Because wisdom was there when creation was formed. And it wants to be found, it wants to be used, it wants to, be, it wants to equip you. In this life. Proverbs 25 verse 2 says this, and this is a, it's my favourite, favourite verse. God conceals the revelation of his word in the hiding place of his glory, but the honour of kings is revealed out by how, they, how thoroughly they search out the deeper meanings of all that God says. I'm going to read that again. God conceals the revelation of his word in the hiding place of his glory, but the honour of kings is revealed by how by how they thoroughly search out the deeper meaning of all that God says. So it's talking about the honour of kings is found by those who thoroughly search out the deeper meanings, the mysteries, the things that are yet unknown in God. And it's, it's, it's considered an honour of a king for people to search out those things, to not be satisfied and to go and hunger after the things that God wants us to go and hunger after. And it's not just settling with crumbs, but it's feasting at the table that wisdom lays for us to eat from. You've got the man that is known as Solomon, the son of, the son of David, who creates the greatest empire 
one of the world has ever seen. Who kings and queens come from all over the world to see his empire, to see the gold that he is mining, to see the palace he created. And he created the temple for the presence of Yahweh to dwell in. And a wall, the wall still stands today that he built all those years ago. And he was one of the greatest kings. And he was known for this, his, his, his wealth. He would have been a trillionaire in this day and age. He would have been one of the, one of the greatest men to ever live. And it all started as a young man because God comes to him and says, Solomon, I'll give you anything. What do you want? And Solomon says, I want wisdom and understanding. And with that, everything else unpacks, everything else unfolds. We know he's equipped with wisdom, who's the one that authors the majority of the Proverbs himself, Solomon, which is the thing that births the procedure that all the things that go forward with that in his temple, in the building, in the architecture, into the vision, into the creativity. Wisdom is the heart and the soul that God pulls out into him and onto him. That it makes him stand out. Every, all major religions consider Solomon and know Solomon as someone who was someone who did something mighty because of what he did and what God accomplished through him. But the heart and the soul of that was wisdom that was poured out within him. When I think about my life, if God came to me, if God came to you and he said to you, well, son, daughter, what would you like? You now, for me, for so many of us, I think we just say, oh, I want a prophetic word. You know, I want a gift of healing. I want to speak in tongues. When actually those things are great and we need them and they're biblical and we should go after those things. But actually, what if the real root of all these things that causes all else to follow is wisdom? And it's something that we just settle for, for such, like, I say crumbs, or saying this a lot, but crumbs because we just, we think everything else is the thing that we need when actually the heart and the soul is, is wisdom. And the wisdom is something that plants deep within your soul, deep within your heart. You know, you can have someone prophesying whose heart is completely far from God. The Bible teaches that. When wisdom is actually something that molds the characteristic of your heart and of your mind. And so Isaiah 11 talks about, it's talk, talking about the, the coming Messiah, the, the branch from the root of David, which is Jesus, okay? And it's talking about the spirit of God that was on him and the other spirits that were of him. And they're considered the seven spirits of God, okay? And it talks about this, it's Isaiah 11 verse 2. And the spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and the spirit of the fear of the Lord. So there's seven spirits there they talk about in Revelation as well. These seven spirits rested on God. So what, what is wisdom? Wisdom is a she. Proverbs talks about wisdom being a she. And wisdom is a spirit. So we talk, and Ephesians talks about the spirit of wisdom and revelation that we're called to walk in and we can access as sons and daughters of believers. And we don't usually hear this kind of thing in church. It's all biblical. It's all things we're called to go after. And it's something that we can access. Jeremiah 3.33 says this, Call to me and I will answer you and tell you great and unsearchable things you do not know. And this is the thing, is the honour of kings that go after these things, that they're just not settled, they're not, they're not satisfied unless they have a deeper meaning and knowledge and understanding of the things of God. They understand the mysteries, they understand the knowledge, and they, they access the storehouses of heaven that God is calling his children to be equipped with. And I love the, 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 the questions that you hear the disciples ask Jesus throughout. They, they ask him, and why do they ask him? Because that's how we learn, that's how we grow. And I love asking God questions, and sometimes I, I don't find out the answers, sometimes I do. But I love growing, I love seeing the, the nature of Jesus, the patience of Jesus, the wisdom of Jesus. And the, question, the Pharisees constantly came at Jesus with, with questions. And the disciples lived a lifestyle of just asking questions to God, and that was one thing that empowered them and equipped them. To live in knowledge and understanding that took them to take this thing to the ends of the earth. There's in Hosea says this, the people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. 
And I, and I, and I believe that as, as physical can be, but I believe it can be metaphorical and spiritual because I, I truly believe, and you don't have to agree with me, that's absolutely fine, you're, you're allowed to. But I truly believe that a lot of what we call spiritual warfare is just the art of sowing and reaping. What you sow, you will reap. And that matters about your thoughts, that matters about your heart, that matters about whatever it may be. And you've got the Pharisees, okay? They were, they were filled and puffed up with all the knowledge, all the, all the scriptures, everything. Yet yeah, it was a thing that probably destroyed them. You've got Judas, who, had, who was God in front of him for three years of his life. Yet yeah, it was his own lack of knowledge that destroyed him. So for you and I, we cannot go any longer without seeking after knowledge and going after knowledge. And it's something that we know that God has storehouses of in heaven for us. And it is revealed, and we know the gatekeeper is Jesus, who that spirit of wisdom rested upon him. The same wisdom that Solomon carried, the same, that same wisdom is accessible to you and for me. And we're called to be kingdom people, not just in the church, but in businesses, in our workplaces, in our home, because this is what God's heart is for. And God is for such creativity. God's heart is such for to see wisdom used and poured out on the earth through his sons and daughters. You know, I, I often think about my, my son Ezekiel. If we go to a shop, or okay, so we went to an IKEA beginning of this year. It was, it was a brave move by us. We went by us. We went to um, IKEA on Boxing Day, I think it was, and we we get there, and Ezekiel Ezekiel sees the best the the, the, the first. Kind of compartment area of like just toys and children and if you've been to Ikea you know what it's like but he just thinks this is it he gets to this area and he just wants to stay there the whole time and it is good it's great it's wonderful but the reality is he has no idea that there's better things around the corner he has no idea that if you just walk around the corner a little bit if you have a little bit of open openness of, of knowledge or whatever it may be he knows actually you go from glory to glory and there's a better thing on the other side of things but as christians especially within charismania in my opinion we can often stay in just one room and we don't, go, we don't go or open to other areas of the kingdom and within the charismatic, we try and reinvent something, we try and imitate something that happened 30 years ago and that, that's fine, we love the outpouring of God. But what if there's more? What if God is saying, hey church, come this way. Hey church, come this way. There's, another, there's an even greater thing here and it doesn't just stop at the, the miracles, the signs, the wonders and the tongues and those wonderful things that we do love. But equally, what if God is saying there's something more just around the corner? And as you do this, there's so much to Colossians 2 that I would love for you to read because there's so much truth in there talking about how we're free from sin, how Jesus publicly humiliated the devil, empowering us and taking away all the power from him, meaning that that the whole verse of greater is he who is within us than he who is in the world. And it's empowering and amazing. I encourage you to read it. I feel Holy Spirit encouraged us to understand this, this pursuit of wisdom, understanding and knowledge that we're called to go after as a church, as a body. And I want to just end on the last verse of um, Colossians 4, 2, verse 14 here. He says, He cancelled out every legal violation we had on our record and the old arrest warrant that stood in dick to us. He raised it all. Our sins, our stained soul, he deleted it all and they cannot be retrieved. Everything we once were in Adam has been placed onto the cross and now permanently there as a public display of, display of cancellation. Then Jesus made a public spectacle of all the powers and principalities of darkness, stripping away from them every weapon and all their spiritual authority and power to accuse us. And by the power of the cross, Jesus led them around as prisoners in a procession of triumph. He was not their prisoner, they were his.
to church, so many of us do not walk in the fullness, myself included, do not walk in the fullness of the cross here. But if we are equipped with the knowledge of all he has done for us, all he has set us free from, that we don't have to live under religion anymore, we would live in completely different lives. So I want to encourage you today, pursue wisdom, read Proverbs. Read Proverbs 8 and how it wants to be found, but let's understand that we're free from religion. Let's continue to be free from religion. Let's continue to go after the will of the Father by laying our lives down. Because he's so good and he wants to be known and he wants you to be full of knowledge. And full of humility that goes with it. So let's pray together. Holy Father, you're so, so generous. You're so, so kind and you're so, so good. And I thank you, Father, for everyone listening to this today, Lord. And I ask that you would just create a, a hunger, but a, a knowledge in their heart, Lord, of the access that you've given us to wisdom, to understanding, to knowledge, to the storehouses of heaven, to the riches of you. And we ask you, Father, that we would just start seeing and enabling ourselves to walk in the fullness of all that is already there waiting for us to access. I ask you, Lord, that you would enable us with the knowledge and the truth of what you've already done for us on the cross, that we'll no longer live in sin, but we live free from sin. We live in the knowledge of knowing your will, knowing your nature, knowing your heart, knowing your kindness. And we ask by faith that you would just equip us with the knowledge and understanding that flows from your throne, that we would be truly transformed and we continue to grow in humility to serve one another but to continue to go after the truths of heaven, the knowledge of heaven, the understanding that we would all be equipped with the spirit of wisdom in the name of Jesus. Amen. Bless you guys. We love you. Have a wonderful week. Get in contact if you need anything. We're looking forward to being together again. We're praying for you. We're with you. We believe in you. And we thank you for being part of this, this body. See you soon.